This is a post-credit scene podcast brought to you by 14HQ. Today's quite a, um, spe- I think it's quite a special episode, you know, because we've not actually, um, one of these, one of the topics we're going to be talking about is quite a direct intro. Mm. But one of the topics we're going to be talking about is quite a uh, highly controversial and highly weighted film. And the other one is one of the most loved TV series um, that I think uh, has come out within, what, the last 10 to 15 years. So mm, yeah. quite excited for this one. It's quite different. It's quite off the cuff. We planned this for like, <laughs> within like a day and a bit. Yeah. Um, but it's good to be back in the studio. Absolutely. It's This is the post credit Scene Podcast. We are a 14HQ original. You can find us across all socials if you like any of the content that we have produced across TikTok, uh, Instagram, YouTube, YouTube Shorts. I might be missing some stuff. We're also on DSP, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And give us a like, give us a follow. Yes, sir. Drop some comments. We, I really enjoy when people actually engage with like... Um, with some of our our social cuts and our yeah, I'm on my like tenth moron cut now. I think I've been been called a moron around ten yeah, times yeah. now. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was the it was the Batman call that really <laughs> really did it for you. Surprisingly, though, has some people kind of uh, uh saying uh, uh, no, actually not surprisingly agree with me. Definitely surprisingly. Nah, nah, nah. Um, but yeah, no, it was uh, it's it's good to be back in the studio. Manny, how are you? Uh, I'm all good, my guy. Love that. Sun's out. Summer's here. And you are here to talk about one of your favorite TV shows? Uh, I absolutely am. Um, do you want to plug your essay for us quickly? Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, I have a blog post ranking the first 19 episodes of Black Mirror that did, did a few years ago. But I'm not going to plug it because I'm going to redo one um, at some point um, when I get my thoughts together mm-hmm. for the latest season. Because I didn't do one for season five either. You, I didn't know you, 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 um, you did that. Yeah, I've done a whole blog post. Though. Really good. I, I used to have a blog post. We used to write bears. That's fucking dope, bro. Yeah, so I, I was ranking my uh, Black Mirror episodes. That's cold. Uh, Pretty much the rankings still pretty much stay the same, but you got a lot of love when it came out, yeah, 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 yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people uh, were fucking with it, but yeah, man. Um, I, I really enjoy Black Mirror, um, yeah, as, as we, we will explain and talk yeah. about and, and get into later. Um, Puss, yes, all good, I'm good, man. I'm feeling cool. good, feeling peachy, lovely. Uh, it's been a good few weeks, man. So, cool. um, rolling, how, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm good, ready to dive into this episode. Um, but it's a nice day, uh, so looking forward to getting this uh, episode done. Uh, and then yeah we'll roll but um, what I wanted to do well I'll give the audience and the viewers and the listeners a bit of a insight into how this episode is going to work we're going to split into kind of two. First half is going to be looking at Black Mirror uh, one of, as we said my, one of Manny's favourite uh, TV series I think it's a phenomenal series especially the early early periods mm-hmm. which we might get into um, and then the second half is going to be a sort of mini review of one of the DC's most as I said highly controversial and anticipated films uh, dating back to 2014 in The Flash. Manny, to kick off the pod, yes. uh, I've tasked you with ranking your, your top five Black Mirror episodes. That can include season six, if you if, if you please. Uh, um, um, it won't, but yeah. And <laughs> I, had a, I, had a, I had a feeling. And just maybe give us some insight. Let me just mute my laptop because that was unprofessional. Um, <laughs> just give us some insight into as to why these episodes are in your top five. Sure. Um, I, I do have them in order. So I'll go with number five. Which comes from season four. Um, it's called Metalhead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Is that with uh, the dogs? Yeah, that's the dogs. Black and white episode. If yeah, you, yeah. If you oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I know quite a lot of people weren't really fans of this episode, but I absolutely loved the uh, level of despair that it was shown throughout. And it was it was a survival horror, um, which mm-hmm. is not yeah. we, we didn't get we don't get that uh, often uh, in Black Mirror. And the one critique that I had when I watched it was like, what would have put in my top three was that if the whole episode had no dialogue. 
um, just cementing just how alone this particular character was. Yeah. And then I later found out that that was Charlie Brooker's original plan, that it was meant to have no dialogue. And um, you see the dogs that are out of control, killing all these people. Mm. What was actually meant to happen is that when, obviously a spoiler, but everyone's seen this episode, should have seen this episode. When the um, protagonist actually ends up dying in the episode, we um, the camera was meant to cut mm. to someone actually controlling the robot, right? And then putting the controller down and taking his door to take to have a bath, like a completely normal bro. That's a that's a fucked up the ending was meant to be. So it's a guy that has a family doing so normal stuff. Why did they not do it? I don't know that she wanted to take the episode to a different direction. I think I would have loved it if it ended like that. Um, but yeah, Motorhead is five. It probably would have been top three if they had no, no dialogue. Is, um, is, is Motorhead one of those uh, episodes that's like a general consensus top five or is it more no. of your top five? Yeah. It's, it's my top five. I think it's definitely got the Marmite effect. There's a few people that don't, don't fuck with it um, uh, quite a bit. There's some mm. people that grew to like it. Me, I loved it right mm. away. But I get it if people don't necessarily enjoy it that much. Um, it's, it's a bit... It's fairly different to the normal uh, Black Mirror episodes where it's a lot, like a lot of Black Mirror stuff um, weighs heavily on character interaction mm. and the way people interact with each other along, as long, along with interacting with technology. With this episode, just one person essentially running around. So I get it if it's not people's cup of tea, but I absolutely love it. Okay. Duh. Uh, host, do you want to introduce Manny for the fourth? Let's find out what he thinks. Yeah, man. Talk to us, bro. Your fourth. What's your fourth one? My fourth one is. Oh, it's, it's changed. I think, yeah, it's changed. I'm gonna go with White Bear as my fourth one. Oh, really? Yeah, White Bear. I think it's season <coughs> three or two, or two. I can't remember. Season either two, um, two or three. I'm pretty sure it's three actually. Um, and I think White Bear looks, if I remember correctly, it's a woman that spends the spends the whole time like running around. She's being chased by uh, people with masks. And she doesn't understand why. Mm-hmm. She's she's lost the memory, and as she as she's going through the uh, episode, she's pick, she's picking up stuff that she remembers, so on and so forth. And right at the end, we find out they essentially like a game show or um, like a theme park effect of her being tor- essentially tortured um, and being like her memory. They keep taking away her memory. She wakes up every day, and then she's been chased around by these lunatics, yeah. like punishing her for a crime that she committed. I think her and her boyfriend burnt a little girl to death and then there's a complete outrage for for the whole country so this is essentially her, her punishment and I think what I enjoyed about the episode that it's fucking genius though man. Uh, it's, but it's, it's awful because then then you then you sit, you sit there and question people's morality and, and the whole thing with um, essentially jungle justice and how you feel like if someone does wrong, how much wrong can you do to, towards that person? Bro, there's a, there's a film that I watched here. I, 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 I forgot what it's called, but I think it's called Facebook or something. I don't know. Also, or Black, in, I don't know. But it was basically like, it, it was, was kind of like the same thing-ish, okay? But um, essentially, like, this guy was playing a game. Well, he was, it was like a computer. And the computer was like telling him like, "Yo, do this, do this," you know, go and like. And it was, it was like there was things like like, um, uh, you know, um, uh, murder involved, R word, kidnapping, torture, yeah. like the whole thing. And then right at the end, okay, uh, what they show you is that basically like he dies, okay, right at the end, he gets hit by like some truck or something, and essentially like it zooms back out. And it is the black market, and it's just people in their in their 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 thing, their computers, like these rich people, that are paying money for to to decide what happens to them next. Yeah. Right. So they're like, oh, yo, fifty k for for like a truck to him. You know what I'm saying? Okay, ten k for him to cut off his hand. And he has no idea, but he's being told if you don't do this, like 
we'll fuck, we'll and we'll, we'll like kill your family or yeah, you yeah. or da, da, da. so he has no idea but he's just he, he, he like he, he's 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 doing that so right at the end when he dies it was a choice made by somebody else do you know what i'm saying but it was completely like like psychologically is f's you up try to remember the name of the film because that sounds interesting hell yeah but, yeah yeah, yeah, interesting. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah um that's my fourth uh white bear okay uh number three um, my number three is the entire history of you. Good, uh, oh, good episode. Yeah, yeah, really yeah, good episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the reason I found out, um, so I don't know about season six, but throughout season one and five, every single episode of Black Mirror has been either written by or co-written by um, Charlie Brooker, the creator of Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. Apart from this one episode, the entire history of you, that was completely written by one other person. Mm-hmm. And this same person is the person that um, created Succession. Oh. Uh, the Peep Show and the Four Lions, um, Jesse Armstrong. Jesse Armstrong, sensational. Um, sensational. Well, I'm absolutely amazing guy. And yeah, mm. the entire history is an absolutely brilliant episode. Um, oh, it's really good, man. It focuses on three characters, uh, Jonas. This was when it was on, uh, when it was on Channel Four, right? This yes, because this is this is the season two. So before so, yeah, Netflix, yeah, before, yeah. before Netflix, um, and that's man. I remember Jonas and Fiona, but I can't remember the name of the uh, main protagonist. But um, yeah, so he just looks into um, something that you have called the grain. That you essentially got the ability to look back at any memory that you want. You can delete that, memory. That, that about me is so cold. Would you if if the grain was available? Would you have it? No. I don't think it's good for the mental man. It's, it's bro, bro, he had to, he, I think bro, something. he watched his wife cheat on him, bro. I think there's something you know I mean? over and over again. Over and over again. There's some things in life you just don't need to know. Until yeah. You. And I think that that is uh, the epitome of, you know, the obviously technology advances and we're so connected to everything that's happening in the world. And it kind of, I don't know, it's not similar, but it kind of like looks at the fact that we are so connected to literally everything and anything that happens in the world. And it's not good for the mental health. There's some things you just don't need to know. And and you and you become obsessed with things that you need to become obsessed with. But you, but then like you could the first like part of it is this eeriness between everyone. Not even just like 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 things like them two, but it was like between everyone that um, that we saw. There's eeriness of like you have to be careful about what you say. You have to be so cautious about how you act and etc. So like there's no one can. It sounds so horrible to say, but like lying or being persuasive or all these things that are just part of life okay mm. even like being like a salesman or blah 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 these are all things that like don't come naturally so when you when you put like a camera that's constantly on you you might not be able to just be a normal person you know like every, the bad makes the good and the good makes the bad but the, the, one of the reasons why I love Black Mirror is because they, like they have make a good job in exploring the fact that what what now becomes the new norm exactly that, is that yes in in, in this reality if everyone naturally has a green now like the way people interact with each other we're not we're not for normal but because everyone has it it becomes so normal that they were even shocked that somebody else didn't have it well then the tension was then created to the audience like we felt the, the, the eeriness yeah. yeah 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 but yeah that's, that was my number three interesting um, you've got two spaces left sure um, and you've got like maybe 23 other episodes to choose from so I, I've already got the two in mind uh, number oh. two comes from season three okay. called Sharp and Dance uh, oh that's an interesting pick from you Sharp, Sharp and Dance very controversial episode in, in a sense it's the one with um, I can't remember the character's name but one of the the, the second character he's in Game of Thrones he's the um, what's, what's my guy name in Game of Thrones the guy that's with Jamie. is that Bronn? Bron, yeah, Bron, yeah. Sharp oh, Bron. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Sharp Dance is, is um, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. So Bron, so, yeah, he's, he's also. In, in, wait, in, is in that the one name. where um he basically the camera thing? 
where like he they watch him doing yeah 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 then, crazy yeah, Jerome, Jerome, i was Jerome, hoping you yeah, say yeah, that yeah, yeah. Jerome flynn Jerome flynn plays uh yeah thank you bro yeah so, so cold that, that episode focuses on doxing and uh dangers of just being watched for the internet and how easily he can be uh blackmailed so we see throughout the whole uh, whole episode somebody um the um the, the kid does something and we don't know what it is. At this point, we just think that... And you feel you kind of feel sympathy for you feel, from my memory. You feel right? so bad, bad for him. You feel so bad for him. So the first time you watched it, it feel so bad for him because all he did was like knock one out um, and, and he got recorded. And, and that's as far as we know. Um, so he's doing all these things because he doesn't want um, yeah, to be exposed. It got to a point where I was like... Bro, I was like, bro, just, like... I, I, you like, know what? Just firm it. You bro, know what I mean? like, yeah, bro, it's like it's not like deep, bro. It's like, not deep. I, I get it's embarrassing, but like, if, but it's so good because it starts off small. Yeah, like, it talks me you not know, escalates, escalates. Yeah, and you can see why. Even if he just did that, you can see why he gets to that point because it wasn't like, oh, now you have to go kill someone. Yeah, like, you start off doing this, then it goes up, 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 and and furthermore. And then I remember really right nice. at the end when. Well, right before the end, um, he, he, said, he said that oh, all I did was look at pictures. I was like, yeah, so, so did I. Ended up fine. To this day, I don't know how he killed him or how he won, but that's a different mm. discussion. But when his mum calls him, the police pull up and his mum is screaming on the phone. Oh. Kenny, his name is like, Kenny, there were kids spun me. Yeah. I was spun. It's like, and then when you look back at the episode, there's like a scene like near the front because he works at like a restaurant mm. and it was like a, a, a little girl that he was um, waiting for and I think like he gives her yeah. something. And, and now you rewatch that scene. It becomes creepier. Creepy, bro, of a level of disgust. But yeah, Sharper Dances, um, I, I really enjoyed that episode. Crazy. Um, and and, this, and uh, um, Spin Not, the twist at the end was was really enjoyable. And, and you end up what? Supporting the guy that's making him do this? Um, no, something the guy that's doing is a prick because he, he does a magazine like throughout. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he does like because even like the guy that um, the other guy he cheated on his partner. Innit? Like obviously I'm not I'm not condoning cheating, but the level of punishment that he received is like, bro, this, you've been doing a bit too much. Yeah, but yeah, Manny. And the final one, which I think is one of the greatest TV episodes ever. Um, Big shout. Um, and I absolutely absolutely love this episode because it comes in like three different parts. Is White Christmas. Okay. Um, White Christmas is the episode with uh, bro. Names are so bad that I'm actually I should have looked this up before. Um, I can't remember the name of uh, the character in White Christmas, but I know a guy's gonna pull up and tell me nothing. Oh, look at him. <laughs> Go on. But, but yeah, that, so that episode is essentially about um, a guy that wakes up in the middle of um, nowhere and doesn't necessarily have um, his memory, and he's having a conversation with. Um, with somebody else, I can't remember what, exactly what the point of the conversation is, mm-hmm. but it ends up him telling about the job that that he had um, while he was outside of where they are right now. We're not too sure exactly where they are at this point. And the job that he had was that he helped oh, so he helped people, um, he helped men be able to um, move to women to be able to talk. On to my days, you, you remember it now? Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I remember it now. So he helped men uh, move to women, talk to women, and then and and they do this like there was like a group of people that like in his ears they're watching what he's watching oh, yeah, yeah. and they give him advice so on and so forth and then he meets this woman that obviously coach him on how to on, on how, on how to, to do this thing eventually the, the, he, it works he takes the woman back and they start doing the thing but her intention was that she wanted to uh, commit suicide essentially group suicide mm. she kills him and the person and obviously everybody that was involved with that situation ends up getting um, arrested so on and so forth and that's one part of the story I'm not going to go too deep into it because mm. White Christmas is brilliant you can go and watch it it's just that um, 
and that's just one part of the story. Then we also look at the other guy that was there and look at the things that he did. Um, and the whole point of the episode was that they tried to get a confession out mm-hmm. of someone. But then you look at the morality in regards to is it really fair for you to put somebody like you take you extract somebody's mind essentially, put him into this um, I don't know robot or whatever you want to call it uh, what's this? simulation mm-hmm. um, to get his thoughts and feelings and manipulate this, this simulation to mm. offer a confession like there's, there's a look into like the grey areas or the morality or whether that is right or wrong uh, but also what acted great stories um, it's, it's just a brilliant episode and um, White Christmas is easily my favourite uh, Black Mirror episode uh, that is Manny's top five Black Mirror episodes we'll probably end up making a cut of that you can give us your thoughts on whether you agree disagree I'm sure Black Mirror has got such a following so there will be lots of conversation around the series for the next couple of weeks so we're really looking forward to seeing your responses and your thoughts on, on Manny's top five Black Mirror it's a good episode. survival way thank you thank you solid yeah, solid solid, solid. Um, Huss, what's your what's your relationship with Black Mirror are you like a die hard Black Mirror fan are you someone that taps in and then out are you someone that watches it with you have to watch it with somebody else what's your yeah. relationship with, with Black Mirror definitely like a watcher of somebody else tapped in for me with Black Mirror but in like a in like a positive way though I, I don't think you can watch it and not have a conversation immediately yeah you know what I mean okay that's the problem well that's not well it's not a problem but you know but like um, I got into it I think it was I, I got into it pretty late you know, I, I got into it, I think, 2017, 18. So Netflix time. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Yeah, 17, 18. I remember moved into my new house <laughs> and I started banging it out. And the first one that I watched was the Prime Minister one, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and then... Um, oh, yeah. What, what? National Anthem. Yeah, yeah. Then I watched the Letitia Wright one. Black Museum. Yeah, that one was, that one was super dope. Um, and, and then I skipped, actually, to the... <coughs> the kid who's got who, 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 who Sharp and Dance yeah, she, yeah, 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 she, yeah Sharp and Dance and what I loved about it was that I didn't have to watch it in order Yeah, you know what I mean I loved that because because what I was doing is I was going on like Twitter and then people would be like yo watch this one mm-hmm. you know what I mean and then that made it so I, my also um, relationship with it yeah, was that I enjoyed watching something but I didn't know what what to expect Yeah, you know I thought that was really really awesome it kind of reminded me of, of like those crime documentaries where like every episode is like, like a different crime Yeah, you know and then you read the bios and you go oh this one sounds good you know what I'm saying and that's how I kind of you know fell in love with it um, the concepts were, were crazy um, I watched some with my hood friends and like they were just like whoa bro that's crazy mm. <laughs> so it was nice seeing like different perspectives right. and you know what I mean but yeah man yeah uh, what are your thoughts on uh, the approach that Charlie Booker has in terms of each episode is its own episode so you know it's not like it follows into the next episode and the storyline yeah. flow it's you know mm. it's a standard on eps how do you feel about that mm. um, I, I really enjoy it I really do like uh, anthology series in general um, yeah especially when the underlining DNA of that series remains the same I, I remember I spoke about it still has the same DNA right despite the episodes being different yeah yeah well up to this season which I'll talk about <laughs> we'll talk about soon um, but like I really Really, like so there's um um a TV show called Inside Number Nine that also helped inspire Black Mirror, Black Mirror. A, a British TV show which is an anthology series and again it's it has a similar DNA throughout all these episodes where it's it's always like turns into like a dark twisted um 
storyline is always like a twist mm-hmm. in the story it's always always falls like in the, in the darker side but it's also like got a lot of comedy elements to it and it's and does really good with characterization and creating characters that you can easily attach yourself to mm. right away which i feel like black mirror does that um does a really good job of that but yeah i, I do love this approach and it's not um an easy way to tell stories mm. i feel like you have to be like fairly creative for you to constantly create 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 new stories right away um but yeah i, I, I appreciate that charlie brooke is able to do that this is a post credit scene podcast brought to you by 14HQ. So uh, let me give a bit of a backstory to, to Black Mirror. Um, and then we could talk about maybe parts of uh, the early seasons, why people fell in love with it. And maybe why people have started to ever so slightly, when I say people, I mean money, ever so slightly fall, fall out of love with the with this series. So Black Mirror is a British television anthology series created by Charlie Brooker. Um, that features speculative fiction with dark and sometimes satirical themes that examine modern society, particularly with regard to sort of unanticipated consequences with modern technology. The first two seasons were actually on Channel 4, started in 2011. In 2015, September, Netflix commissioned a third season of Black Mirror. Um, It was divided into then two seasons of six episodes. The third season was released in October 2016 and the fourth December 2017. With also a special, uh, The Banner Snatch was uh, a special episode released in 2018. Um, I can't remember why I started. It might have even been your article. You started watching it? It might have been that. 2018? It might have been that, bro. Really? Yeah, it was. Wait, hold up. It really, really Yo, was. Is this the first season since 2018? No, no, there's, oh, um, some specials. there's one came out in 2019. Season 5 came out in 2019. So, so it's been four years? Yeah. Fuck. We, did, we didn't have no episodes during... The pandemic and I think uh, what and he sees during pandemic and one of the main reasons because Charlie thought that like the world the world is not doesn't need a black mirror right now. <laughs> too, the, so, life's too dark right yeah, now. Yeah, life is too dark right now. So essentially didn't have a black mirror. Fair season, enough, you know. Yeah, which is um Damn. I respect it. Filmmakers can be human. Yeah. <laughs> um I, I yeah, as I said, the reason I started actually watching this, this series was because your article it actually really was. Um Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at him smiling. Yeah, of course. What would I be? Um, that's and, cold. And and the first episode I watched was the uh, the title of the of the episode. Uh, I've forgotten it, but it's the Prime Minister episode. National uh, anthem. National national anthem. Um, and then from there I was locked in because of its weirdness. It's it's it was so so fucked up. It was so different. I don't think. And correct me if I'm wrong. I don't feel like that episode is necessarily a loved. No, I don't think that episode is a, a is a definition of what I've come to know of Black Mirror. No, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, but it, it kind of it was more of a psychoanalysis of human beings, which yeah. was still quite interesting in itself, right? And it still did use aspects of technology and a, a big uh, a big look at the way the media um, um, sort of control narrative control narratives to a degree, but also how we how we are fed news by the media. Mm. Yeah, um, I also think like that that episode was definitely the pilot they pitched to, to, to Channel 4 you know it just made sense you know what I'm saying to, to be like alright cool yo this is it guys okay this is what like we're, we're going to do da, da, da. and then they were like fuck alright cool let's do it because it was it was very British obviously yeah. you know what I mean okay um, it was very twisted and, and that kind of stuff but it wasn't twisted enough where it felt super dark right do you know what I mean okay um, compared to the other seasons yeah <laughs> not even I mean? even in that season so that season had um the national anthem yeah 50 million merits yeah with that uh with danny kalua yeah and cool. also the entire history of you the all in that same season yeah yeah and i feel like 50 million merits and entire history of you were definitely a lot darker way darker the, the, the national anthem but yeah but remember even years after that we got um that was out. 
gone to. Find out about the, the David Cameron thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then all of a sudden we started to put links together where things were happening in the series and things in, in life were happening. And yeah. like, well, like what kind of knowledge do you have of the future that we don't know about? So yeah. Yeah, some was it some Simpsons uh, level yeah, yeah, <laughs> level yeah, knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Manny, this is a very Manny heavy episode. We're happy to lean into that. Hell yeah. Because uh, your knowledge on this is, is delightful. Give me your thoughts on why this series captured your attention and what made you fall in love with those sort of early early seasons and those, those early episodes. Sure. Um, so again, National Anthem, 50 Million Merits and the Entire History Review were all on se- season one. Entire History Review is a blast. <sighs> Bro, it's, it's absolutely... It's great TV. Yeah, man. Um, I think like the... Um, National Anthem is not it's not regarded highly from what I've seen okay, um, cool. from uh, other, other Black Mirror uh, Black Mirror fans but um, but I think that just speaks on the quality of the first three seasons because I still think that's a good good episode I just don't think it's it's amazing comparison mm, yeah. to uh, to the rest of them but yeah what, what got me is one I'm I'm biased when it comes to British TV like I, I know that for a fact like I, I love <laughs> I love British TV what uh, is it about British TV I, I just think we're better than the rest. Like, I'm sorry. I just think we are. <laughs> I just think, like, especially when it comes to um, acting and um, being able to portray good character moments with each other, just having good, just a good scene. Question. And I don't know if it really applies. Uh, it's a random question. Do you think the sort of uh, sh- the, the theatrical aspect to our acting where, you know, there's, there's such a big culture and acting scene of theatre and yeah. plays and ground up and there's kids you plays are part of primary school, for example, and the, the whole theatrical aspect. Do you think that p- plays a part in why we're able to Produce and then export so many talented and vari- a wide variety of actors. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, f- I think um, again, I'm I'm not necessarily an expert in course, to, yeah, to fear our opinions, or, bro. Yeah, yeah, but um, I I do. I, I'm not gonna. I can't. I can't necessarily speak on on other countries' level of quality when it comes to schooling, um, um, drama and theater. But I, I just think in Britain there's a level of quality that I just don't see elsewhere. Especially <clears throat> when it comes to um, being able to showcase a person's character or their emotions, so on and so forth. Like there's a lot of things that I think like some other countries might do might do better. But I feel, I feel like when it comes to character interaction mm. or just having like moments and scenes between characters or even interacting with their um with their environment, I just I just like British TV just does it best. Does it for you. Yeah bro, every single time. Yeah. Every single time. Um yeah. Those uh those those that first season for me was a was a really interesting obviously for me I haven't really uh, deep dived into an sort of anthology based series too tough that was one of the first times I think Netflix have continued to roll it out since yep. I can't remember the name of the series um, but Kit Harrington is has he is it that crime that sort of detective series on Netflix and they do the similar thing where one episode isn't linked to the other okay. in terms of the stories like each case is, is different although it's the same actors each case is very like, that's cold uh, it's very, very it's, oh, it's so good I'll, I'll search it up once, once Manny deep dives into the sure. uh, into season two but season two of Black Mirror again uh, White Christmas Waldo Moment White Bear Be Right Back some really 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 good episodes there as well um, when did you start to maybe and if you can we can go back if you want when did you maybe start to not when did you notice when did you notice a shift in sure. the series is my question Be- before uh, I do that I just want to bring it back a little bit to yeah, your comment about um, fear and obviously I um, spoke about earlier how the entire history review was written by Jesse Armstrong yeah Again, um, another British uh, writer career, so on so forth. What show did he write, bro? Uh, Secession. Oh, okay. Um, so I had film. to plug my favourite, man. So, I'm there. Elite, uh, Four, Four Lions as well, and Peep Show. Peep, Peep Show is really good. Yeah. Peep Show is really good. Um, and I remember I seen a recent article talking about the latest season of Secession, 
and how if ep- every episode feels like a theatre show. Theatre show, hundred percent. Shakespearean, like yeah, and 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 it's and it's so true. Like I, I've been going to quite a lot of theatre show in, in, in recent years, and it's it's become bad like dates. it's become like what's this? It? Bad dates. Yeah, bad dates. Shout, shout out to you. You know who? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Soft rollout. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> And it, and it and it and it does um and it's and it's become it's quickly become like one of my favorite art forms to yeah. uh, express storytelling and I see that a lot in in, in, in British TV. Mm. I probably one, one day I actually sit down and try to like put, make, make make my thoughts a bit more coherent. That's yeah, why I, I feel the way I do. But yeah, I, th- I think there's a huge link. But yeah, sorry, back to you, season two. Yeah, season two. Um, how I feel about the season? Yeah, yeah. Um, what's on there? Water moment, uh, White Christmas. Uh, season two had Water moment, White Christmas. White Bear, yeah, and be right back. So four, four episodes. The best, the best season. Really, the best season. Well, I had two of your top five picks. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and be, and be right back. I'm sure be right back is in my top eight somewhere. Interesting. World of Moment is probably one of my least favorites, but again, like I feel like I, um, from the first four seasons, that was quite a politically based episode. Yeah, right? and and yeah, and, and, politi- and again, politics heavy. Like one one thing that Black Mirror does well, it feels like it does what to predict people human behavior, and the yeah. rise and the rise of Waldo is very similar to the rise of Donald Trump mm. um, where you just have this random comedic character essentially like before before Donald Trump was running for president he was obviously known as somebody that was a businessman X1 Z but he's also looked at as a joke at times mm. um, and even his whole campaign like people just thought it was funny nobody was really taking it taking it taking it seriously at first until it got that too big problem. yeah no one was thinking first until it got too, too big of a problem and that's exactly what happened within the world of, Mo- uh, world of moment a TV show is like bro you have literally a puppet running for um, for um, prime, minister. prime minister it was actually it wasn't prime minister it was like MP for his area but then eventually he led to become prime minister if I remember correctly <clears throat> and just, it's done well to reflect um, real life and people's um, attitudes to something like that is when you see something but it's such a joke to you you do nothing like sometimes when you do nothing it's more than enough for nothing to carry on right. growing that's um, so true man so even though it's one of my least favourite episodes um, it's still pretty cool for you it's still uh, like I really like I really appreciate the the themes like I re- that, that's the one thing about my mirror I always appreciate the the themes uh, that the channel uh, put out and the underlining message that they have like um, Charlie Brooker is fairly political with, with his writing mm. whether he does it like straight in your face or he tries to do it with undertone messages he does a really good job maybe because like, if, if their job in that episode was to make the main same protagonist uh, as least interesting as as possible, it just worked too well. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like I I believed it, and I was I just wasn't interested in his story. But but you're but you're absolutely right. The overriding story, okay, is that that's what's meant to happen, right? Yeah. We fell into what they fell into, which is this kind of like unconscious being like, oh, he's not that important, and then boom, you know. Kind of seen that in our own country with Boris yeah. Johnson to a, to a lesser extent. Obviously, he was, he's been an MP for quite some time. Yeah, mm. Boris Johnson kind of falls in that same category. 100%. Um, season three, uh, nosedive, playtest, yeah. shut up and dance, as we've spoken about a uh, classic episode. An episode you didn't mention, Manny. Shut, shut what? There's an episode you didn't mention. San, San Junipero? San Junipero. But I know you're not a big fan of it. Okay, like, first, and, and let, I, let, yeah. let, let me add, yeah, it's high <laughs> mouth. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm an ally. Shout, shout out to you. To you. <laughs> Shout out to my queer, shout out to my people, Boo-boo. my guys. Um, but I'm sorry, Jason Jenner Pro is the most overrated episode in Black Mirror. <laughs> it's the only episode to win an Emmy, I believe. I feel like it's a good episode. I feel like it's a really, really good episode. And it may be because... Um, Which episode was that again? It's the one with the... Um, just like, um, York, York, York and Kelly? 
Yeah, where the um, so it's, it's, two, it's two women that yeah. I think you plug. I think they're like what to old age. You get to plug your consciousness into like this database. If then you become younger, if then you know, oh my things I remember. If it's like a um, obviously this this is important. It's a lesbian love story mm-hmm. essentially. So I think that's like what one one of the reasons why it's um rated so highly because mm-hmm. it's it is an important episode. Start telling those those kind of the kind of stories of sort of marginalized people in 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 various communities quite early yeah argue. yeah in and terms it, of um, the lgbt community yeah. and again like Char- i feel like charlie brooker is is um very conscious of of the world itself and, and tries to tell tries to tell stories your representation your representation important stories and Sergio Pro is a really good episode it just wasn't your it just i just don't think i just don't think it's like if if any episode had to win an emmy i'm just shocked it, it was sanjana apparel okay Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's still a good episode. If that's somebody's favorite episode, I'm, I'm, I'm not arguing against it. Mm. It's just not in my top ten. Um, the other two episodes for that season were Men Against Fire and Hated in the Nation. Did any of the? But you, the thing is, why I'm asking you this because you've spoken about when when it became a Netflix series in 2015 is when you kind of noticed a small shift. What yeah. did you notice? Um, so there's obviously more Americanism within um, Black Mirror, <laughs> and I think I think knows that it's interesting because he's got some of those you know American based episodes in his top five. You've got a few. No, you've got Melhead. Yeah, Melhead is not American. Yeah, it, it, well, it was it was season four though. So was, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But um, but again, it was it was, it was it British. Was British right, I think. Right. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So it wasn't necessarily. He means like Americanism as in the story. Yeah, like it's like right. so. Uh, Noah's okay. Dive. Like when I first watched Noah's Dive, I'll be completely honest. I wasn't a big fan mm. of Noah's Dive. I think that was the most American American episode that I watched at that time. I feel like what, what are you guys doing? But when I went to rewatch, I really enjoyed it. Uh, museum or what was it? Um, That's season four. That's season four. That was. Um, that was very American. Um, um, uh, that was very American, but I like that episode. But uh, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, that's one with Letitia Wright. Yeah, of course. I, I, that's, I, I, that's, I, that's your best friend. Yeah, it's my guy. Best friend of the show. Fish but yeah, I have issues with that episode, but we'll get to, to season four. Okay. Um, sorry if I'm from New no, London, bro. But, bro. but but yeah. Um, so yeah, some of the issues that that I noticed is that like the Britishness was kind of being taken away and whitewashed. Yeah, and if, and if, oh, American washed. American. Yeah, and and I felt like it was a bit more. Um, Again, this is not necessarily a big issue, but more so, I felt like sometimes a bit more glitz and glamour. It was more like there was more focus on like aesthetic scenery and like big things happening within it. So like um, Noah's Dive, it was very bright coloured, um, which at first didn't like, but and, and, now, and now makes sense. Look, look, looking back on it, um, playtest, I really, I really enjoyed uh, as as a decent story. Mm. But again, I felt like a lot of it. Um, that's put, the put He's actually a Black Mirror encyclopedia, bro. He is, man. <laughs> He's on it, uh, bro. Like, yeah, with, with Black Mirror, that's that's one thing that I can. Well, yeah, Black, yeah. Black Mirror, One Piece. Like, ask me anything. So yeah, we, we play test again. It just felt um, again really good episode. I do have critiques, but it's more so like there was a lot of focus on, which kind of makes sense in the again aesthetics, imagery, and what was going on around the character. Like, if I think of playtests, I don't think so much of character moments mm-hmm. as I do with other um, um, episodes in Black Mirror. I feel so more of of scenes that just happen to look good. Right, right, right. Um, right, right. But yeah, I think I think from from season um, three, you can see the the the, the, the shift a little bit. Mm. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't that that huge. I mean, I think that's that's the season that it started to come on from on Netflix. Um, season three. Yeah, but it's but it has it has great episodes because it's got um, Sharp and Dance. Uh, what's is on there? Uh, Shopping dance. In, t- in terms of what season three? Yeah, uh, season three had nosedive, playtest, yeah. uh, Sharp and dance, San Junipero, Men Against Fire, and Hated in the Nation. Yeah, Hated in the Nation was it was like the first film 
of Black Mirror for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, it was the first time we watched a Black Mirror episode. We felt like a film, mm. which which was really good. And he, and hated um no not hate by nation Men Against Fire. I really appreciate that that episode because of the time it came out. It was around the t- it still happens now, but it was around the time where there's a lot of like um media commentary about uh, Im- immigrants coming to the yeah. country and the use of language that media and more right wing um, uh, politicians used to describe um, describe people that were coming in here or people that um, were coming in here that didn't look like them and Man Against Fire does great job highlighting it um, and it's it, just like talking about how um, the other right so there's Man Against Fire is based on a book from the 1940s that um so like the person made that made um um done research and reported that like one in four um soldiers managed to pull the trigger so like most soldiers didn't actually shoot anybody right, or kill anyone right. because they weren't they, they weren't able to so what um man against fire does it creates a program that allows people to uh, be okay with killing others by manipulating the way that they see them so by making the others so like, like an immigrant yeah, like, like not 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 look like them, look look like aliens. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think that's something like the media does. They 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 dehumanize um, people that are, are not from here, or they feel like it's it's against the the, the culture, even though they like it. Um, <laughs> to, to the point that it makes it easy for people to want to dis, dis, discard them, or when 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 somebody that does it's, it doesn't fit who they are mm. dies or passes away or anything negative happens to them happens to them they, they, they're fine with it because mm. of how this desensitised they are of, of that people and I think that's what Men Against Fire does um, really well to, sh- to showcase and how messed up it is but yeah, yeah. I really appreciate that episode crazy I'm going to tell you an uh, overrated episode in my opinion which was USS Callister I think I was overrated okay yeah it's what I just didn't I just couldn't get into it for whatever reason just couldn't but that was a uh, season four, which had also had Archangel. To my to my memory, I liked that episode. I hate Croc- it. Really? <laughs> yeah, but I'll, I'll let you go off. Uh, Crocodile, Hang the DJ. Um, which one was the talent show one? Might have been Hang the DJ. Talent show? Yeah, with, with Bashy. Oh, um, uh, 50 Million Merits. That was crap. You with, that, with Daniel Kaluuya? Yeah, that was crap. Was that season f- one? Okay. So yeah. I okay. I, th- uh, I thought it was okay, but okay. I thought it was too... The CGI was not good at all. Uh, no, it wasn't. When they had people in the background, yeah, yeah in the show, yeah. horrible. But it just didn't seem believable at all. And then um, Metalhead and Black Museum completed season four. Who you kind of mentioned you liked Black Museum? Any particular reason other than obviously our friend of the show? That, I, that can be a reason, by the way. Feel free. It's fine. On God, I, I didn't even know she was in it until like a year after. Like I, I didn't even cook. That was her. Because you know the accent was so good. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I, I, I love. The fact that there was a story behind every story so it was like there was like three different stories right and yeah then, but there was the main story of like why is she there do you know what yeah. i'm saying and every time they bounced in between the two she was still kind of explaining why she was there and i love that man like i i love shit yeah where like you know something's gonna go down but you, but you don't know what it is do you know what i'm saying and then the three stories okay i like things that um as you know are like sci-fi you know yeah what i'm saying and every single story had like that kind of like unrealistically sci-fi feel about it you know yeah. um but she was knowledgeable to it you know and for me that was that was really really cool and um uh it felt like you know you, you were saying earlier okay you know like it felt like like a part of a film yeah you know like that like, like if this was put into a film it would it, it would make perfect sense mm. you know what i'm saying um and i, I think i love that so i feel like I, I i got like four stories in 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 in, in, in one 
I think that's one of the things that I really enjoyed about Black Museum. Similar to White Christmas, there were mm. several stories in one. Mm. But one thing that I would say about Black Museum, I think it relied too heavily on shock factor, especially towards the end. Um, and there's also yeah, a story within Black Museum that I wish they explored as an episode. And it's the story with um, the doctor. I knew you were going to say that. I love that story. The yeah. doctor that... Um, that create, likes the pain yeah that, that can feel other people's pain yeah um, or feel other people's emotions um, and then it got to the point where he enjoyed like he I, think, I think, I think he the, was like the machine a, messed a, up addicted to it yeah the machine messed up so he put the machine on other people yeah. and every time he hit them and they felt pain he felt pressure yeah. um, and I feel that could have been a whole a whole episode um, which is a shame it wasn't but, mm. uh, but I, I, I like season, three, season four for the most part again there's still, still some critiques but things like Crocodile Hang the DJ uh, absolutely brilliant Metalhead again in my, in my top five um, yeah it's, 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 it's I think I prefer season four over season three funny enough um, but yeah Okay, oh. let's, let's crack on to season six. Manny, you don't like season six. Talk to us why. Okay, let me just cut season five quickly. Season five is just horrible. <laughs> let me the, cut the, 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 Miley, the, the Miley Cyrus episode should never be made. Um, Striking Viper was okay. Smith Rince, again, was okay. But yeah, season five is the worst season in, in, in Black Mirror. It, easy. Uh, quickly, season six. Um, so I, I, we started talking about individual episodes because um, the episodes, the series fairly new. I won't try to spoil anything. I'll just talk about my overall experience, uh, enjoyment of it and my mm. issues with it. So my belief of what Black Mirror is meant to be is meant to look at uh, modern technology and how it affects human behaviour. Right. Um, so this season of Black Mirror, all the episodes are set in the past mm-hmm. in comparison to the rest, which is fine. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be modern. It's, it a, diff- it's a bit of a different approach. Yeah, different approach. It doesn't have to be modern technology, but as long as the element of technology it's is there, is 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 really important to me. It's what I believe Black Mirror to be. Is how technology used and how technology affects social norms and human behavior. That's that's what Black Mirror has always been to me. Right. Um, Fair enough. And it, and in this season, definitely was not that. It didn't like some of the episodes. Like I really enjoy. Like Lock Henry was was, was a good episode. Um, See Beyond Sky, I think I can't remember the name of the episode that I watched with um, Aaron Paul. I thought that's a really, really good episode. Um, and it's like a Demon 79 was a decent episode as well. Mm. But none of them, well, apart from the um, Beyond the Sea, none of them felt like a Black Mirror episode because... Beyond the Sea was fucking really interesting. Yeah, because... It, um, yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> really it was. Um, but yeah, that, that was the, it didn't feel like it had the Black Mirror DNA of um, th- this is a piece of technology that's a bit different or similar to our world and this how it affects um, um, human so, behaviour so, behavior mm. and social norms and this is how people react to this piece of technology or not even to this piece of technology, how this piece of technology like um, interacts with them and interacts with the story. Right. I don't feel like I got enough of that um, throughout the episode. I feel like there's quite a few episodes on there that could have easily belonged in a whole different type of series. Right. Um, and, and I feel like it's a bit of a betrayal of what Black Mirror was at the beginning. But again, Charlie Brooker has spoken about um, after 2019 that um, what was going on in the world from mm-hmm. 2020 um, made it so that he didn't want to release any any Black Mirror episodes and that he wants to make a bit of a change or, uh, or a turning point of the type of content that Black Mirror uh, was, which is fine. Um, again, I just don't necessarily... Like what I love Black Mirror for, I didn't necessarily f- f- see it from, from this season. But again, it's not... Do you a think that episode. you... Do you think that over time, like a year or two or whatever, you might appreciate it more? Because you might have detached yourself, not detached yourself, but mm. you might have found like a new way to love it. 
I I don't think so because I can appre- appreciate some some of these episodes. I just don't appreciate within the Black Mirror universe. That's 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 my only that's the critique for it. Like it's still better than <laughs> season five, but with season five, I wouldn't I wouldn't cre- critique it saying that it doesn't feel like a Black Mirror episode because because it, it did. It's so one- would you rather of Brooks to just to, to to just make a whole new series, like like, like a whole new series for this season? Um. Yeah, and not call it Black Mirror. Yeah, you could. You could yeah, I, w- I, w- I wouldn't have minded of a new uh, a funny G series because um the ones that I'm, I'm talking about are mainly like horror based. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind an, another anthology horror based series that still does um similar stuff to what um these episodes did. But sometimes I just felt like these episodes didn't have a proper identity. It didn't. It didn't flow well. Again, like obviously it's an unfunny series, everything everything meant to be different. But like I mentioned earlier, like there's a DNA within it and, and it just doesn't to me it just doesn't fit the series. Um but like again, some of the episodes are good. I still recommend some of these episodes to watch. It just doesn't fit the Black Mirror universe or what I believe Black Mirror should be. Yeah, Charlie Brookers uh spoke about it and he said, I've always felt that Black Mirror should feature stories that are entirely distinct from one another and keep surprising people and myself. Or else what's the point? It should be a series that can't be easily defined and keep reinventing itself. The writer says so obviously uh, i think he mentioned the fact that he did want to ever so slightly deviate from what we've come to expect to make it a bit more you know uh unique and different from you know what we've seen four years prior or years beyond that sorry i was just telling you yeah, yeah that's you, a that's a, a social cut oh you had me so fucking confused there um manny just one one last question yeah we watched uh beyond the sea yesterday yeah uh, some good people. Um, give me your thoughts some, on that episode. I actually people. really enjoyed that episode. A really good episode. Yeah. I was confused at times, which I think is a good thing about Black Mirror. Um, maybe it speaks to my intelligence. I don't know, but I think there. Are, if you're if it, Black Mirror has that sort of DNA and essence of it's not meant to be necessarily easily understood at times. Yeah. And you might have to rewatch it a couple of times, or you might have to speak to people and have the conversations about this happening and yep. happening to really have a, a grip of the series. So I just yeah, wanted to get your thoughts on that particular um, that episode that you watched. Yeah, and, and I agree. I don't think Black Mirror spoon feeds you the the story, which which I, I do appreciate. Like, don't 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 take your viewers for children, especially <laughs> if it's an adult TV show. Um, but yeah, I I really enjoyed that. Let me just speak on Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul, superb. Um, one he's, of his stop calling him Jesse Pickman, so, yeah, bro. Like, let it go. He's 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 Aaron Paul. <laughs> yeah, he's Aaron Paul. One of his, one of the best performances I ever seen him do. Like, M- Emmy Award, possibly. Yeah, yeah. I can see a nomination for that. I can see a nomination yeah. for that. Um, I thought he was absolutely brilliant uh, in the episode, and he had this. Um, so, I don't I don't want to spoil it, but there's parts of the episode where he has to play himself by not being himself it's kind of confusing if you haven't watched it but you watch it and and I think that's a difficult job to do um, especially when you're you're an actor you have been tasked to be a particular, a particular character and, and now you have to convince the audience that um, you are a different person within, within the, the same body within, within the same of, body it's quite insane and there's even little things that I noticed is that um, the way that he walked there was like a, a moment where he's standing by the door and the way they crossed his leg that that's um that's not the original character that's meant to be played. That's the other guy. And he notices these little things. It's asking, it's trusting the audience. Yeah. And even like the other character had to have a more, he was more emotionally um, intelligent. It was a, a lot more sadder and he had to play that part mm. versus his normal character. There's a lot more sto- stoic and a lot more mili- militant. And you can see the, the difference. And 
obviously I'm not an actor, but I feel like that's so great. And I, yeah. and I assume like a lot of people can't just do that, switch it on and off. Uh, but yeah, Aaron Paul's performance was absolutely brilliant. I need to- It felt like a film. It, it, it was, yeah, it was, it man. Like it, it was, it was. It was um, I saw some guy do a review saying that, I, I can't believe that one of my favorite films of the year is a Black Mirror Black episode. episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, Aaron Paul's performance is great. Beyond the Sea is a really, really good episode. And and I feel like when I sit on it in, in a few months time and I actually look back on, on the ranking on my list, it might crack the top 10 of my Black Mirror um, <laughs> Well, he's tough to please, isn't he? Yeah, um, but like it's not Mark in a bad way, yeah, not in yeah, a bad Mark way. Burger is great, but it might crack my top, it definitely won't crack top five, but it might crack my top ten. Um, but yeah, man, really, 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 really best, good of, the best of the season, would you? Yes, yeah. by far, by far the best of the season. I mean, I've only watched two episodes, I watched this, and I watched Joan is awful. Um, <laughs> straight up, no, no, yeah, no, that's the name of the that's... episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> You thought you were it awful. And yeah, it was it was uh, uh, so beyond this it was definitely the best of what I've seen so far. Jones awful uh, didn't please you whatsoever. I, I thought it was I thought it was a decent episode, but I just mm. I, I, I didn't understand what the point of it was. I d I couldn't get it. Uh, I think it was just more a look into um it's, it's it was definitely poking fun at Netflix. Yes. And and the way that we churn out constant content. Um, and and also the issue with data privacy and the way we just sign up to things about yeah, what we're yeah. signing up to. Yeah. So how we overlook data privacy. There was a a line in 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 the episode where um, I think it was uh, Hayat uh, Salma Hayat. Uh, sorry if I pronounced the name wrong. I said that. Oh, um, Salma Hayek. Salma Hayek. Thank you, Salma Hayek. Uh, friend, friend of the show. Friend, friend of the show. We'll be on at some Thanks. point. Um, how um, the quote goes something along this line. They took a hundred years of cinema and just. Um, took a hundred years cinema and just pushed it into an app or something like that. Mm. But it, it seemed like a critique of, of Netflix and, and, that, and that's funny to me. Yeah, yeah. This is a post-credit scene podcast brought to you by 14HQ. Manny, uh, Manny's now left us. Um, he's, uh, he, he hasn't watched The Flash yet, so he didn't think it would be right for him to be here. So it's myself and Huss. Yes, sir. Well, for the first time ever, Huss has got a laptop with him, so he's, he's well prepped for the, for the, for the pod. <laughs> Um, which is which is going to be interesting. This is a two man pod now as well, which I think is the first time. It's the first time, man. First time we've done this. Um, we're here to. We're, it's, it's pretty cool, you know. Should we just, should we just like kick them? Yeah. Oh, just two man pod time. So <laughs> Jason's never here anyway. Fucking <laughs> okay, okay, Don. Um, chat out to Jason. Hope hope you're well, bro. Um, did, did you get a joke? I said fucking MK Don. Oh, <laughs> nice football club MK Don's ha. <laughs> Um, we're here to talk about The Flash, man. Um, this is a DC film. It is a highly anticipated film for different reasons. Many controversial, some fan-based and, you know, some for the love of the, of the story. Uh, but this film was first projected in 2014 in terms yeah. of, you know, in terms of under the DCEU anyway. And we've waited close to 10 years for a standalone DC uh, standalone flash film sorry shall I say um Huss, as, a, as a fan of comics you are our resident comic knowledge 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 person shall I say um talk to me about your anti anticipation for the flash and maybe why it's such a why it's a story that should be told I remember when DC announced the DCEU thing with the whole Man of Steel um Batman v Superman Justice League etc obviously as we know Justice League kind of like threw everything off you know I, I people are like oh but Mass Steel and Batman v Superman, you know, weren't weren't fantastic, but they made a lot of money. They made like over a, for example, a um, any a any any film that has 
Batman in it, let alone Superman. Yeah, I'm not really, I'm not really a Superman person. Uh, but anything that has Batman Superman, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna do numbers. It's gonna do numbers, and it made so much money that Zack Snyder knew that it didn't matter whether the films critically did well. You know, do that, you think? Yeah, yeah. But, but, but do you think but that was like DC, a thought process though? Yeah, I think DC, I, I, I think DC had faith in him to um, continue his vision the same way they have with James Gunn. I don't think that with James Gunn now, I don't think that if the next three films swap, they're gonna get rid of him. I, I just because they've seen their counterpart. Kevin Feige and and DMCU, they've seen them do it, um, you know, take do films like Iron Man 2 or like Thor 2 or, you know, films that wasn't like amazingly like reached out to, um, but there was a wider picture, do you know what I mean? And you believe in the wider picture because like they, they, there's like, a, there's like a, a goal to it. I think I, I, that's why we have phases, right? I, I think at, well, with the with DMCU, I think the phases judge, um, you know, the people that are doing it. I think if phase one flopped from at the MCU, then you get rid of Kevin Feige. Do, do, do you know what I'm saying? I just don't think it was, and I think DC had that same belief in in, in Zach, you know, and um, obviously that was all derailed by Josh Whedon and, you know, um, obviously the un unfortunate passing of his daughter. Um, but like, with that coming back and stuff, I was looking forward to the Flash because when I thought they'd done it in the wrong order. They done Man of Steel, and they done Batman v Superman, then they were like, all right, cool, all right, cool, we're, we're going to do Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and, and, and Flash. I wish they'd done Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Batman v Superman, Justice League, and then Flash. Okay. And I did, you, did you say Batman? No, no because you, I, you didn't want a Batman film. At that point, no. At that point, I wasn't mad at not having a Batman film. Okay. Then, let's, let, let's say that there was, there was, there was, phases in, in DC, the phase two should start with a, with a solo Batman film. You know what I mean? And I think it's because the Flash has always been, in the DC world, has, has always been like, like a reset character. You know, it's, all, it's, it's almost like um, the Flash is like uh, a controlling factor in like how to get through the Earths, how to control like the multiverse. It's very much like a mixture of like a Doctor Strange um, and like Thanos type character where the Flash has he has the key using time to using time and um i don't even know if it's okay but obviously like in the comic book world okay like uh, a lot of the, the multiverses are done by numbers right so um in the mcu they're like there's they it's more like more like codes like c point da, 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 whatever you know whereas in the dc world it's straight numbers it's earth one <clears throat> earth two mars one mars, like, like it's literally one two three four five blah 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 so in the flash tv series and and sorry and arrowverse and blah 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 i love um, that shit by the way incredible right they're all in different so most of them are in the same earth but i think supergirl and uh dc legends of tomorrow and that kind of stuff are in different earths do you know what i'm saying so um flash actually goes in between <coughs> the earths and has Excuse crossover me episodes and that kind of stuff so it kind of explains it in the tv series so flash is a very 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 important character and when they first cast like ezra miller like i was a bit upset by the fact they didn't cast grant um i forgot his last name grant from the series right yeah 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 um but ezra ezra done a, done a good job in, in in what in uh justice league you know, uh, okay. it was. I don't think it was. Grant Gustin. Gust, yeah, it wasn't a great film, I, but I, I think he worked. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop there. Example. I disagree with you. I don't think he did a good job. I found him grating. 
I find him annoying. I, 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 but that's him. I don't think the Flash character is grating and annoying. I find I found Ezra's performance grating and annoying. Mm. Uh, I'll talk about his performance, uh, their performance in the in the Flash movie a, a bit later because I, I have t- different feelings compared to yeah compared to them. I also have very interesting thoughts of Don him as a lead actor as well. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Which is which is which is interesting. But yeah, this film's been long highly anticipated. I mean, I loved the TV, the early iterations of the series of the Flash and Arrow. Um uh, yeah, just so engaging, so fun. The casting by the Yeah, really good. By, by, by the way, for that for that for that series, for the villains and for uh the sporting characters like Iris West and her dad mm. and that kind of stuff. Outstanding. Yeah, yeah. And I actually think that when I saw Iris in the Flash the, the film I was kind of like I kept, she, she, I, kept, I kept thinking back to the Iris from the. She show. was crap, by the way. She wasn't great at all. Yeah, yeah, she wasn't. She was no, she was crap. And the thing is, yeah, I don't know if I even blame her because I heard that she got her, her screen time cut like very, right, right, very right. hard. And yeah, they kind of used uh, just chucked her in as kind of a kind of love interest, but we don't, it, I, I I don't know. It was just it was, it was, you know what I'll say it wasn't necessary for this film. It, it, she exactly. weren't needed. But you see a part where she was like. Oh, like, you know, I haven't seen you for like a while and stuff. Apparently that was in reference to a different scene they had at the start. Do you know what I mean? But it was like... But if you're going to do that again, it goes to the point. What's the point of having her? What's the point of having her? Yeah. 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 (coughs) Anyway. I don't think she was a... I don't think she even added anything to it. Yeah. And she... We tried doing the whole thing where it's like, where she helped him figure out that he can go back in time. He's a smart dude, fam. Like, he didn't need her to figure that out. Right. You know what I mean? Um... So, so the DCEU in terms of or DC is DC is yeah, yeah yeah. What are your thoughts on just the the overall state of it prior to this film? Hopeful. I think the world was hopeful. So I think it so, was. So just to be clear, forget James Gunn. Your thoughts? Oh on, no! If 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 we're forgetting James, I'm Gunn, talking about the state of it floor. prior. Right, right, right. Yes, on the floor, okay. on 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 the floor. DC, I've said this for years. DC are saved by. The magnitude of, of the uh, characters, right? of characters that they have, you know, and um, like you said, the pool is just it's just out, outstanding, you know what I mean? And the, them them recently, past like what two years now, them veering away and doing solo flicks um, has worked in their favor massively. Worked in their favor, but but then the, the problem is you always go back to the DCEU. So DC, the DC films, um, the Batman, one of my favorite comic, comic book films from last year. I know you obviously have slightly different feelings about it, um, <laughs> but I loved that film. It was a good film. Joker, really, really good first uh, iteration of the Joker, Joaquin Phoenix, yes, director Todd Phillips. Really, really, really good films. I really enjoyed those. The DCEU films, I can't, I can't name you one film from the DCEU that I would say, and remember my bias. I know a lot of people love Man of Steel, for example. I don't like Superman as a character. I can't stand him. That was a very very different iteration. Just annoying. Why are you so perfect? Yeah. Yeah. As a character, forget the actual depictions. That's why you watched uh, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, right? The Snyder Cut. Yes. Fuck, like three hours, 40... Uh, It was four hours long. Yeah. Four hours long. I think I had to take like three breaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, that showed like a darker Superman, which I thought was really beautiful. You know, and slightly in Batman vs Superman, there was kind of like a difference in him. Obviously, he was angry. Yeah, yeah. He, he he was, but even his anger was justified. That's what was kind of annoying about it. You know, like he was when he when he went to fight Bruce, and he was like, "Yo, this is actually Lex doing this," and then and then Bruce is just not is just just not listening. Right? He's like, "Oh, nah, nah, fuck you," and just starts to fight him. And then he only fights back because Bruce fights him. Do you know what I mean? Whereas, like, so 
he's still kind of in that perfect realm. It's really super annoying. I think that's 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 the thing with Superman. Not to rate this a whole DC pod because we had to talk about the Flash, but I like characters who have a a blemish to them, a flaw, a something about them that's the the, the, the grey characters. You know, not someone that necessarily is like perfect, is white or black. You know, I like grey characters. I think Batman fits into that probably better than any other comic book character written in my opinion and that's why i think i'll always watch a batman movie there will never be a time where i won't watch even if it's ben affleck you're right christian bell michael keaton um uh, Rob Pat- i will Rob Pat- always watch a batman film and i just wish ben affleck got the opportunity and we can get into it now anyway i wish ben affleck was given more of an opportunity to to, to really really display himself as batman so what we'll do because Cena's already on the Batman topic. Yes. I'm not going to introduce the film. The film is a 2023 superhero film based on DC Comics of The Flash. Warner Bros. DC Studios. We know, we know this already. Um, what I want to do is maybe let's talk about Batman first. Because Yes. Why don't we talk about the first act then? Because he was only in the first act, right? You know what I mean? Really good. So. I loved it. Proved my point. I loved it. That he's one of the best Batmans that we've, that we've, that we've ever gotten. You can't say that though. As oh my as, God. You can't. Daz. You can't. Bro, you, God, can't, you, you, you can't, bro. I, I agree with you that he was. I enjoyed his part in the first act, but you can't say that. You can't. What's that based on? It's based on a cameo in this film. For oh, are we calling it a cameo or, or a reduced a, a feature, role? a mini feature? He had twelve. Bro, he, he, how much screen time did he have in this film, bro? How much? Ten minutes max. How much screen time? It, he, then he has to share Batman versus Superman because obviously Batman Superman film. It's not his own standalone film. Um, he's in Justice League, sharing the screen with Aquaman, Wonder Woman, who's Cyborg, Cyb- Cyborg, yeah. Cyborg, and the Flash. He has never been given the opportunity to. Re- to I understand. Display. And you know, I get it. I, I've spoken to you about one of my favorite Batman scenes, which is the warehouse fight scene where he goes absolutely bonkers, doesn't give a shit who he's fighting, who he's killing. Crazy combat scene. F- a fighting scene that Christian Bell has never given us. And I, lo- I liked Bell's depiction. More like you. I liked Christian Bell. But that fight scene is what I want to see from a Batman. He gave me that. He gave me something from a Batman. Rob Pat, to a lesser extent, but he was more of the detective. Yeah, and, and, and he's still he's still getting there. He's still growing. He's a year two, three Batman. Yeah, yeah freshman thing. Ben Affleck's not giving us anything, bro. Well, that and that's not his fault. Even that race car scene was was it was, sorry the uh, the the car chase scene when he was in on which, the bike. In which film? Sorry, the Flash. No, yeah, 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 yeah. In, sorry, in the um, in the Flash and, and stuff. Show us like a, a little teaser of, of like what could have been. been. And I, I was watching it. And I was I, I was I was actually getting like a little bit like upset because I was like, this could have been it, man. Do you know what I mean? And the way I love Alfred now. Like his version, he's, yeah, I've kind of grown in, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like at the start, like I hadn't seen enough of him to be like I'm in love with you, but like uh, Jeremy Iron, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. But like him in Justice League, mixed with him in this, okay, I just enjoy him way more now. Do you know what I mean? And like the way that he 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 kind of what I, what I love about it is that he kind of plays Alfred for the Flash as well in this, obviously, right? And it's just beautiful, you know. And 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 it's 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 super nice, and that's just, it's the best way that I can put it. But I, it, like Ben Affleck, like the, the, let's not forget, please, yeah, I'm that listening. when he shot this this first act, he shot this. What, what we're saying now like eight years ago you know what I mean a lot of his scenes that he shot were shot a long time ago mm-hmm. and by the way you can tell you can tell by his hair by his fucking skin you yeah. know he was eight years younger bro mm. <laughs> do you know what I mean you can tell even Ezra okay some of those I think some of those could have been research so I only say that because Ben Affleck recently said in an interview with the Hollywood Hollywood reporter 
He said, uh, it's a shame that he's no longer going to play Batman. I don't think he wants to do it anymore because of his experiences prior. But he said, it's a shame that I can't play Batman anymore because I finally figured out how to play Batman. And the time that I figure it out is the time that I can no longer play the character or no longer want to. So I mean, there might have been some reshoots in He there. said that he spoke to, he, to James Gunn and they just didn't see I, eye to eye. Didn't have the same vision. Yeah. And I, I think that Henry Cavill was a big part of that vision, 100%. Because I think that, don't forget, when Zach left, they unofficially gave it to Ben. You know, before they went to James, they unofficially was like, all right, cool, Ben, if you want to write the next... Oh, yes, yes, yes. He was supposed three, to Three, four films. He was supposed to write one of the, some of the Batman films. The right? Batman films, the Flash film, like everything, okay. bro. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, just League Two. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So they gave it to him unofficially. Like, it was never, like, announced. Do you know what I mean? But they did say that he was going to write, a, like, a, like, a lot of these things. And then he went from a writer to a director to an EP and then just not on it. And then they brought in, uh, what's my guy's name? What, Josh Whedon? Nah, for Rob Pat's Batman film, Matt. Oh, uh, Matt Reeves. Uh, yeah. And yeah. then Matt Reeves was supposed to direct it. And then kind of Affleck was like, well, no, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Yeah. But like, from what I understood anyway, okay, is that Ben Affleck never had an issue with Reeves. It was an issue with DC in okay. like, in general. I think Reeves was willing to, to work with him. Do you know what I mean? And do that. And then when Affleck left the project, Reeves repitched for the, for the, for the whole Rob Pat thing, new Batman, da, da, da. Right. but Reeves came on to help Affleck in mm -hmm. that, in that sense, you know. But I've always been supportive of like Affleck's like like creative brain. I think when a few actors, there's a few actors in the game where they when they're given money and time and freedom, then they can create something really, really beautiful. And I think that him and like Matt Damon and them, they fall into that category 100. You know, and it's unfortunate that he that he wasn't given that. I do wish that he was side to side with James Gunn and actually doing this. You know, because I, I I know him. He'd fall he'd fall on. I think that Ben as Batman would fall on his sword. I think he would he'd be like in the next film I'm dying for like a new Batman. I don't think his vision was as selfish as people make it out to be. Like oh okay. like, like oh, I want to be Batman for you know for the next like like 10 years or whatever it is. I don't think so. I think that he knew that there was like a story to follow and I think he's a fan of the comics and that's what he wanted to do. And it's a shame that we we didn't get to see it. But that first act okay he was really incredible as a father figure. You know what I mean which obviously we we saw previously anyway and they, they used it interestingly used him as a as a way to just to show who barry allen was at the time the reason i say that's correct at the time <clears throat> barry allen was uh he, he was like oh i'm doing these sort of side missions where whilst you're saving the world and why can't i be saving the he's world he's doing back cleanup yeah yeah and he's like <laughs> well you've, you've saved like 10 babies you're doing something quite important for the world whether you like it or not like just because it's not as a as grandeur as what uh Batman was having to do at, at, at that time, so I think it was it was a good use of plot armor as like a father figure, but also as a as a summarization of the character that Barry Allen was at the time, and he had to learn of any acts you do as a superhero is important. Anything you do to save yeah. anybody is yeah. important. And like for the for the audience, it showed us two things. It showed us like um, Barry's growth since the last time we've seen him, but at the same time, it showed us that he's still not as did you uh, really show us enough? Uh, no, 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 no. And that goes to my point about the, the DCEU as a whole. They haven't flashed. They haven't flashed. They haven't flushed <laughs> these characters out enough. No, no. But I think I think that because of like, you know. They tried their I, best. I think with like Shazam and, and these other films, okay, and that kind of stuff, I just think that they're restructuring, right? So the Flash is their biggest restructure, even though, which, which we'll get to, even though it, it didn't answer 95% of questions, okay, and of how it can look in the future. But... 
James Gunn did say prior to this that this is the biggest reset that they're, they're going to have in, in years, mm -hmm. right? Um, and that that first act, okay, just kind of showed us like his growth, but also at the same time, what I was going to say, also kind of showed us like his, his that he's still not a vet in this game. He's still not, you know, like a Wonder Woman or, or a Superman. And they showed like a cut of Superman, you know what I'm saying? Doing his thing, obviously, <laughs> um, saving a, a volcano oh, okay. uh, situation, you know, obviously not showing his, his face in that. Um, but like, yeah, that, that first act was kind of like, I guess, setting the foundation of like what his timeline is currently like, mm. you know? Um, and I think that's all it done, you know? I, I think all, all it done was for me was just show Ben and I wanted to see that anyway. And then they cut the rest of Ben's scenes for the rest of the film. <clears throat> it, was, um, it was interesting seeing some of the reactions to this film prior to it actually coming out. I think two, three months ago, we've seen Stephen King and Tom Cruise and loads of other journalists. There was like so many early previews, especially- From February. Especially in America. And all the reviews, if not most, were so uh, full of superlatives for The Flash as a film. Do you think it lived up to those no. superlatives? I think it was the most overrated screening. So it's, not, so screening so it's not the best comic book film ever? No. Didn't think so. No. Didn't think so. It's not. It's not a bad film. It's not a bad film. And maybe with, with this DC Cloud, it maybe it maybe dampened it like a little bit, right? But clouds, you know, the weather changes and when the sun shines through. So like it can happen. But I just the hype was so there and I can't lie, maybe it was a marketing ploy because they couldn't actually have Ezra market the film, you know, and they couldn't have Ezra be around and uh, do premieres and uh, he only and did the one I think he did the one they, main premiere and that was it yeah they did the one main premiere and that's it uh, yeah that was it sorry yeah yeah literally one out of like I think we've done like nine or eight of them do you know what I mean like, like around the world and, and they even they was only there for one of them yeah 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 so maybe maybe it was a PR and marketing plan and if it was and I was saying this to a friend yesterday that's in, in the game obviously I, I said to him I said it's genius it's genius they made me want to watch a film without seeing the main actor or even most of the cast do any promo right and that's how i think i think their big thing was using michael keaton which we'll get into maybe ever so slightly later on in the pod uh they use michael keaton as like the main crux of the of the uh, as the pool yeah and and you know what it pulled it, it led me in like, i would have watched this film anyway i would have had no choice but um he was, he, yeah, yeah. michael keaton's gonna bring in generations of, of fans of, of batman let alone the modern era of fans of, of comic, book, comic book films as well um by the way loved his suit as in flash okay yeah we'll get into maybe that sort of thing a bit later how did you feel about the the basic or the base of the plot of this film oh, this is this is where this is where i have to, this is my biggest issue okay yeah. interesting my biggest issue <clears throat> i said this on the pod a year ago it's one of my favorite social cards where i was talking about and i explained i think Tom wasn't on the episode. I think we had Tom on this. And we were talking about the Flashpoint story and how it's one of my favorite stories of all time. You know? I think Jason has said similar as well. Yeah. And like when I was when I first started reading comics, yeah, like one of my first comics that I read was was like the Flashpoint comic book. And then when they when the TV series came out and they they, they tried to match it as much obviously it's easier in a series because you can build it up over seasons. Right. You know what I mean? Okay, but like which they, they, they tried to match it. But I I'm gonna do like a really quick 
paraphrased rundown of this, okay? But the original storyline, okay, is obviously the same thing kind of what, what, what we get in the Flash movie is, um, you know, Barry uh, um, realises that he can run to, to the point where he can use the Speed Force, um, which is essentially like an, an entry point into the multiverse, you know, um, and then he can go into the, he, he can use the Speed Force, you know, to go into this dome and turn back and control time and walk into other um, uh, universes now the difference between the between the multiverse in the mcu and the and the multiverse in dc is the multiverse in the mcu is controlled by kind of like uh it's controlled by space even time as a secondary whereas in the dc uh universe it's controlled by time and space it, space is secondary right. you know so um and it makes it super interesting right so in the comic book um barry at, um, he realized that he can go. He can he can go back in time, save his mom from passing away, etc., etc., etc. And then uh, when he does that, when he goes back in time, he bumps into who we meet in this film, Salvatore, uh, who is like, uh, who obviously we end up finding out is a younger version of Barry, oh, Barry that oh, Barry. he corrupts but because of the interference that he makes he corrupts this this um Barry because the Barry does, he doesn't grow up to be as mature as this guy blah 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 um he is scarred by Kryptonian weapons and that stuff that puts him in constant pain but he doesn't feel the pain because he's in, he's in the speed force you know what I mean so because he's in the speed force he's not in reality so there's no pain right you know um and so he creates this evil now and now, what makes it super interesting is that Savitor, um in the comic books is 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 an is like a is like a speed force police officer. He's stuck in a constant loop where he has attacks anyone that enters the speed force, mainly Barry. Right. right? So every time, so when Barry and you see this in TV series, he bans a, a, a anyone from going into the speed force because it can create it. Can, Savitor can, can can find him and locate him and come and hunt him down and that kind of stuff. What we tend to find out, which, which we didn't find out in this film, which I was really upset about, or because it felt like a DC film. This is going to sound really stupid. It, it felt like a DC homage film, not a Flash film. And it, that was really upsetting for me because the Flashpoint storyline is centered around a thorn, which is, a, which is technically re, 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 um, reverse Flash. And reverse Flash is again created by Barry in a different... Uh, universe and reverse flash we find out is the one that actually kills Barry's mum and the fucked up thing is is that Re um, reverse flash hates Barry because he finds out that Barry started the loop by him going, into by going back in time yeah. and doing that he started the loop so he created Savitor he created reverse flash from this different universe okay reverse flash I was saying then realises that to uh, to to kill Barry for what he's done he kills his mum he kills Barry's mum mm -hmm. Barry's version which is but then what he realises after does that is that that mother is both their mums mm. so the loop continues it's a continuous loop so the murderer is Barry even in the, by the end of the comic book he even realises that he's created all this mm -hmm. but there's no start there's no finish it's middle and middle. Right. It's fate. P people like, it makes no sense because wouldn't he just not kill his mom to start the loop? No. Because the, re the reverse flash was trying to kill 
his mom to kill Barry from ever being born. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you relate that to what you saw in in the film though? But they didn't show the murderer. It gives me hope that maybe they are exploring a reverse Flash um, in Flash Two. Okay, you know if Ezra stays or if he's not fired. <sighs> they... um, that's one. Um, it felt like an unfinished story. The plot was weak. The plot was weak because it. Why was, do you think the plot was weak? Because the plot wasn't centered around Flash. And as of, I think, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm being. You don't biased. think it was centered? I, I, I disagree with you. I would say it is centered around the Flash. It's centered around the Flash and his love for his mother. And then the secondary aspect is his, 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 uh, his father, his desire to free his father, right? Correct. Prove his father's innocence. Correct. The, the main thing for him though was the dynamic and relationship he had with his mother, which I think. In aspects was one of the stronger parts of this film. Yeah. In 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 aspects, my issue is my issue is I think the mother's performance was stronger than Ezra's in that aspect in terms of the loving nature and the dynamic between. She the made two. it emotional, definitely. Um, I think Ezra struggled to really depict that emotional trauma. There were moments it worked, and there were other moments it didn't. So it, it, there were times where it hit for me, and there were times where it didn't. I think. I think you're right. I think that speaks to, unfortunately, no disrespect to their acting skills but it speaks to Ezra's there's a there's a cap to what I think his level is as their their level is sorry I keep making that same mistake and my apologies their level is as an actor mm. and I, I that then goes to my point about is is Ezra strong enough to be a lead in this film and and the worst thing was we had to have two versions of, of Ezra in the film or two versions yeah. of Harry sorry so, shall I say and what's crazy is I think DC in the credits called called him Prime Barry called uh okay so uh or or, or prime flash okay and young flash so it's like even those terms when you like when you hear them you think okay um and by the way guys if i if i do say he it's in relation to flash right yeah yeah. um but yeah like you know it's it's like when you see when you see when you see him like kind of talking to himself right version of of himself okay I actually gained more respect for him. You know, I actually thought his character grew in that situation because he's he's less jokey, he's more serious, he's still funny. You know, oh, there was there was the, the humor in this film at t- the, the humor again, was hit and miss. Bro. For me, it was hit and miss. The humor was fantastic. I was I was on a hit and miss. There was times, bro, that time where where running, he was in the courthouse and, and, and he slowed. And, and yeah, running, that was the funniest shit, bro. I've seen sort of solo. One of the honestly. funniest mo- moments in a comic book film for quite some time. For yeah, yeah that, really, was, really that was hilarious. And he tried to face through the, through yeah. the wall. Yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. Like, yeah. like like people like Phoenix people were cracking up. No, it was it was there was there was some good moments in there and there was some other times again where it's uh, but I liked I liked I liked that scene um I, yeah it just goes back to my point I just I just think I liked the premise of the story it's always going to be a very good story because it's quite heartfelt exactly and I think DC had the luxury now of the fact that because this is kind of almost although this is the reset film there are still two more to come Blue Beetle which is Kind of starting James Gunn's, which is weird, but then it's Aquaman at the end of the year. Um, again, still such it's a, still a bit confusing. It's still a mess. Um, but this film doesn't rely on being a whole connective tissue to the next plot. It, but it, it I kind think that of, was on purpose, which is the good thing, right? I, I I don't know. I think it is. I think that was one of the stronger points of the film that the the main facet was to focus on Barry's desire to one free his uh, to to go back in time. Uh, make sure his mother doesn't die and then to obviously free his father and that that was the crux of the story there was no other from what I could gather really and truly unless we take I think James Gunn made it vague on purpose 
I, I, I don't think I think he made it on, but, but like before we get onto the third act because that's where it, it, it becomes very vague because the first two acts like we're following a certain storyline you know etc and the third act becomes extremely wide right know? and um, but I just think like when I, I think the difference is okay I, I think when you read the, um, the comic books and when you're immersed in the TV series is you know like from the old ones and these ones and that kind of stuff okay and you and you realize how much story they missed you know i didn't enjoy it was there things you would have taken out of this film to to include more of the stories that you've seen in the comics and, the, and I, animation it's difficult because i have to take away the, 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 the dc situation you know I, like half of my brain so is supergirl like a fan so supergirl she was incredible oh sasha sasha Kell was cold but do you think she was necessary for this film Car yeah I think Carl was, yeah. I, the thing, but then you're complaining about the DC firing of a of the DC film. Yeah. And you're saying you they took they, they this is still it's like two hours and twenty something minutes, so it's quite a long film. Mm. You're saying there's parts of the story missing from this film. Mm. I'm asking you, what would you have removed? To oh, okay, okay, okay. So that's why I said was Supergirl so necessary? No. But, yeah, that, and that was my my line of questioning more than anything. Is well, if you're you're the person that has the knowledge on this more than me anyway if you're saying there's a lack of clarity in terms of they didn't include certain things was Supergirl really as good as she was Iris wasn't necessary definitely not Supergirl although there was a funny scene where uh, he was in the house and that was hilarious he well, got the beer he got the beer and stuff yeah and he faced through that was that was that was freaking jokes um, Iris was not uh, necessary um, Kara um more as good as she was, as good as she was, and the suit that that they made for her, by the way, was out was brilliant. You want to see her come back? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And like, I, I've I've always loved Supergirl because she has less pressure of, of a Superman, not a stronger Superman, okay, but um, can grow to be her own character and can really get, and can really gain her own fan base. I watched Supergirl the series when I watched that yeah, back in the day. People used to. People used to mock me for it. Right. You'd be like, oh, what are watching that for? Da, 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 da. It's obviously, there's like a whole bunch of, you know, sexism and, and all, all of that, you know, um, based in that, you know. But I watched it because I'm a fan of it. You know? right. And 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 Supergirl, when it was depicted to me in like the TV series, yeah, was was so good. Obviously, the first Supergirl that we saw was in uh, Superman two back in uh, 1980 something. I forgot what it was okay, but um, and we even see her in the in the in the Moiverse scene. Um, that Supergirl for me was crap, but like this Supergirl in the TV series was fantastic, you know, and, mm -hmm. and it, it, she had a normal job, you know what I mean? And she was like, it was like a kind of like a, like a Devil Wears Prada a, a situation where she was trying, where unlike Clark, um, Clark, like his job became 20% or, 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 or of his life. And sometimes you better even get to see it right. because you're so immersed by Superman. Whereas like with Supergirl, what I loved about it in, in the comic book and in, the, and in the TV series is that it's like half and half. Like she's not Superman. She's not there for every single disaster, but she is, but she's well aware of what's happening. And at the same time as well, she's also fighting to be amazing at just being a human, mm -hmm. you know, which is really cool. So with Kara, like, I would love to see outside of her okay. because what we meet, we we meet a very Kryptonian Kara. We meet one that hasn't even experienced Earth, Earth. yet. You know what I mean? She was, she was, she was, she was like about to leave. <laughs> you know? So I would love to see like a Kara that wasn't fighting for Kalel, but eventually fights for Earth. Okay. Um, let's let's talk about Michael Keaton. Uh, how did you feel about 
the use of him in the promo stuff and this his his performance in this film for me personally loved it loved it wish I had more mm. as I said I'm a Batman stan like I love Batman any Batman scene I love some of the action scenes he got like he got to do things in this film that he probably didn't get to do as a Batman in 1989 and 19. What like that crazy fight scene where he yeah. was leaning everyone in the face and that. Loved, I loved, was like, bro, like I love the action oh. that he got to do. The the fight scenes were really really cool. By the way, it shows you that like uh, Keaton, uh, Clooney, um, a lot of the early Batmans never got justice in the fight scenes. It was more like the detectiveness of like finding stuff out or like finding funny yeah, ways to kind of like beat their villain. But like they never got like really good fight scenes. No. And just due to technology at the time. Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just and just making him look quicker and right. <laughs> stronger. And I, and I think when we saw Affleck do the scene, uh, the warehouse scene, and uh, even prior to that, his first scene in Batman v Superman, the first one where we first introduced him, where he's on, on a roof. No, sorry, he's on the ceiling. And the police officer's like, what's going on? And then like, he starts shooting him, but he moves back fast. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So like, even like seeing that, like you, you, you'd be like, rah. He, Small disservice to the likes of Keaton, for example. Who exactly, didn't but exactly. He, it was nice to see him be able to do that. And I think he, he still Brilliant. actually served the story, despite the fact it is, it is fan service to a degree, bringing him back. He actually served the story in terms of a uh, different timeline of a Batman. The acting was, it's Michael Keaton, like superb actor the action fight seems really good i enjoyed i enjoyed uh him just being bruce as well and kind of coming to terms although they kind of sped through a bit, that a bit they, they had to um i enjoyed him being batman again and finding a purpose to being being batman didn't and the fact he died and the fact he died i liked it yeah i think it was necessary yeah me uh too. just for the for the stakes of the film even though I don't necessarily feel like I felt those stakes, I could see where they were trying to do. Where it's like, if he dies, it shows you the the that not and that he's he's coming to an end of his time. He's done, and it's not uh. Also, oh, it's not like it oh he's gonna come back. Stands from like expecting things, right? And it stops us from being like, oh, Keaton has to he, be in the next one. I know he's gonna come back again. He's coming back alive. Like he's done. Exactly. Which is which is really cool. And he's done his, he's done his justice for the performance. But how did you feel about? It? I think it was really good, man. I I think it was. I I, I think even showing the primitiveness of his technology in the back in in the um the back cave looked really cool in, yeah back here was like dope but even like in like the jet you know what i mean okay and uh you know the but the back plane and he was just like pressing all these like these big square buttons and mm. everything it's, it's kind of funny isn't it? and it's like it, uh the thing got got jammed and you know like little things like that you know mm -hmm. where where you know it kind of shows all right this is still from like the fucking 1980s, set, yeah. 1980s and shit you know what i mean but um i'm upset it. that we didn't get to see the, the bat uh mobile <laughs> which made me think that it was just a prop mm. i don't think it, they actually remade it i actually think they just made it as a as as a prop, I don't think they remade the car. I think will they get nuts? Would have cost too much. Nuts. Yeah, uh, we didn't get to see Robin. You know? Did you? I didn't expect to see. Him. I didn't expect to see Robin, but obviously because he's older, and he explained how uh, he's. They mentioned Alfred. We didn't mention Robin. That's mm. you know. I, I I wish he gave more nods to his series. Okay. That was it. Besides the score, the score, yeah. the score was kind of was but, cool. Yeah, the score was, and he was bro, honestly like Keaton just killed it, and he played this like really fast father figure for uh, Barry um, which is which was which was which was was <clears throat> beautiful and I also loved the satisfying it was the first satisfying ending we got to a Batman not when he died when he was like I retired because Goth was the safest city in the world mm -hmm. it isn't about the end game you know what I'm saying okay like 
literally when Robert Downey Jr. says like to everyone like yo isn't the point of us to retire isn't that the end game do you know what I mean whereas Captain America always wants to fight exactly yeah. whereas in this one we got that end game you know yeah. where like his end game was yo I'm done like it's safe now do you know what I'm saying mm. um, I also like to see with Zod, uh, Zod one of Zod's monsters where his lieutenants whatever where he was fighting him jumping up on him he's trying best suck, suck the bomb on him that was really really cool um, my question to you uh, before we wrap up I guess we've got a few more things to talk about is how did you feel about that there was a scene in the Batcave which I think was the crux of the film. And I think this is where, for me, the film struggled. And again, it goes back to Ezra's, Ezra's performance as Barry, where he's explaining to Barry about how, the other version of Barry, how you're so childish and you're so obnoxious and you're so da 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 da, da and you don't know how lucky you are. And it just didn't. That scene had to hit home because of the importance of what he was trying to tell him, how lucky you are to still have your mum. And I, did, I just didn't feel it. And I think that speaks to Ezra's cap as an, as a performing actor. But how did you feel about that? Because I think that scene was one of the most important scenes of the, of the film. I think you're right, man. I think his dad, his mum, Keaton, uh, even... Even even Affleck at the start, oh. I, I I think they all show more emotional intelligence than he does in any of his in any of his scenes that any of his like emotionally driven scenes. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And you're absolutely right. Like when he done when he done that scene, you're right. It had to hit home. It had to hit home, and it it just it, just, it, it was weak. And I don't know if if it was weak um, because of nah. You're right. It wasn't acting. Mm. It wasn't acting. I don't think the writing had anything to do with it. Do you know what I mean? I I think it wasn't acting performance that just was weak. You know. Do you and think he has it? In, do you think he? I think Ezra has it, man. I actually do. I generally do think he has it. I think the scene in uh, Justice League, the original one, um, or from the scene in, in Justice League where like he has to run faster than everything and do that, and um, when he starts fighting, I'd start his first time fighting real monsters, mm -hmm. right? And he's a he's a he's scared. He's generally scared, you know, and that kind of stuff. I, actually, I, I think he, he found more, he has, he was better in those emotional scenes then, you know, where like one woman was like, yo, pick up, go. Do you know what I mean? Okay. But then being a lead is a completely different task completely when, different then task. when you've got uh, Henry Cavill, you've got Ben Affleck, you've got Gal Gadot alongside. Because you. now it's not just you having emotional moments, it's you having emotional scenes. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, so the pressure's way more, you know, um, I, th I think it has got it. I just think um, it wasn't shown. CGI. Maybe. No, I'm asking you. Sorry. Oh, Should have been a bit more clear. Your thoughts on the the CGI. Look, for a film that is has to be immersed in, in, in CGI, it wasn't that bad. Now, was there horrible CGI moments? Absolutely. The baby scene comes straight to mind, okay? Like, those babies were not real. Like, and <laughs> obviously they're not, but it's just like, they look plastic. Like and not, they look like plastic robots, you know, which was crazy. Uh, the dog looked better. Oh, still, yeah. still didn't help that oh, much. Down, yeah, yeah. Uh, but even when he was landing everything, uh, it all looked fake. You know what I mean? They like, all looked very plasticky and and. It's like, weird because I actually enjoyed stuff. aspects of the, the Speed Force or sorry, not Speed Force, but when he was running, running, when he was running quickly, I really enjoyed that aspect of the of the. Uh, of the cinematography I like the theory that he's running so fast that he's that he's slow to us 
Yeah, but we've seen that before, bro. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. We've seen but, that before. Yeah. And we've seen it, like, again, we've seen it done better, though. And that's the problem, right? Maybe, maybe not better, oh, because you, of... Are you talking about... We've seen, uh, yeah, Quicksilver. Uh, we've seen it twice, bro. We've seen it uh, when he saved everyone in the mansion. Superb scene uh, in, in Days of Future Past. And we saw it in... Oh, am I wrong? No, you're right. And then, like, oh, I can't remember which other film. It might be the first... No. Days of Future Past and... Uh, Days of Future Past was when he... It was the kitchen scene. And, and Apocalypse was the... Uh, Man mansion scene. Superb, and we've seen it before. But again, I still think they did it quite well in this film. I really enjoyed. Uh, the thing is, though, with Quicksilver, they they showed his power, whereas I think with Flash, they're showing so speed? The, the speed force. Yeah, so they're showing like the like the environment around him. Do you know what I mean? Which is a little bit different. You know what I mean? Because like, with Quicksilver, it was like let's show what he sees. Whereas I think with us, with the Flash, it was like um, it was like how can we see him? If that okay. makes sense. Like it's it's a bit different for me. Like Quicksilver. It's like they press slow-mo and now we can see him. Okay. Whereas with Flash, it was like they put us in his in his fucking helmet and was like, all right. His cool. perspective of it. The, yeah. Okay, cool. Because there was even scenes where So like, the way it was shot was different, essentially. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Now there, there was even bits where like they they had a shot where it where it was where we were his eyes mm -hmm. and it was just bare lights. But every now and again you see a road or you see a car or, or, or you see like a, a building and, and that kind of stuff and maybe that's how we saw the world mm -hmm. you know what I mean so um, yeah it was it was it was I preferred the way that we got to see Flash I preferred it this way other than Quicksilver but I preferred Quicksilver scenes obviously but I just preferred the way that we, it was presented more this way right 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 and, uh, and the action the action for me was um, was actually quite pleasurable at times I, f I enjoyed uh, Supergirl's action scenes Batman's action scenes, as I mentioned, again, I understand. Cold. Really good. Ben Affleck had great action scenes as well. Flash had good action fight scenes. Um, again, some of the some of those times where he's traveling through the traveling, he's you know traveling uh, using his speed, really really enjoyable. Just the CGI at times was just. You know what? Mm. There were times it was it was horrible, bro. To be honest. Yeah, with you. yeah, but they'll they'll yes, especially. We might as well talk about the, the, the ending. And the cameos was awful, bro. It was bad. I don't understand why we did that. There's no need. It was very much like a like a all the Superman the, returns like the, and the, the Doctor Strange, Spider Man No Way Home type type flex. You know what I'm saying? I just didn't see the need for those those I cameos. Just, like obviously Nicolas Cage came back, Christopher Reeves, and it was no, oh, just, just just there was no need. I don't think there was any need for it. Nicholas Cage, was like a, Christopher it was Reeves. The, who else did uh, did we get? Um, Nicolas Cage, Chris you'd have, to, you'd have to help me out there. I'm, I'm not the DC. We got, we got, we got Superman one and two uh, there. We had the Flash from the TV series, um, but they didn't bring back uh, Grant Gustin, which is just weird. Yeah, but they brought back the old, the older like, one, yeah, 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 yeah. So the, the 40s Flash with the with the, he with the helmet, with the helmet and that. Um, that was kind of cool, but it was just still was just it just felt the so the actor that played him made a comment yesterday or the day before. About it, and they asked him like, "Yo, dude, how was it like shooting scenes?" He said, oh, "What happened?" What did I do? He, he was like, "He was like, yo, my wife just gave birth. Um, I've been, I've been, I've been taking care of babies, and I think I would have known if I was in a DC Studios <laughs> shooting a scene." Yeah. Um, but listen, they had rights to the characters, character. so they can do what they want. You know what I mean? But um, Nicolas Cage, I think it was very much a John Kruskowski moment you know with the fantastic it was, oh, right. it was fan service you know it was because we had those leaked images what a few years ago of him in this bulky superman suit fighting like a spider you know what i mean it was all fan theory so it was all fan concept sorry it was dc concept and then fan leaked right um in like he was supposed to be in tim burton's uh superman 
back in the day. So um, um, obviously we got to see that and we got to see him actually fighting that spider. Which it, was, did, bro, it didn't look good though. It, it looked horrible. It, 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 looked, it looked fucking horrible. But I, I think they thought they can get away with it being horrible because people, it was fan service. You know, and I, th- I think, but fan service that didn't, and again, it, 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 it didn't it did serve. This didn't serve the story, bro. It didn't serve you the see, story um, for me. You see, Adam West, yes, Adam West was in there as well. Rest in peace, Adam West. Uh, with Robin, which was uh, which was really cool to see. Not really happy. Um, yeah, that was a that was a cool. Just because like Adam West is like a super camp Batman, Batman and it was like he started all of those memes and stuff. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And uh, he, he, no. No muscles on his suit, you know. Super, super, <laughs> super camp, super camp. But it was, it was, it was, it was cool. It, obviously, it's cool to see in it. Wasn't necessary. Hell no. Mm. And the whole worlds colliding thing, and they also called it divergence. I think he tried to same think, thing as MCU. I think, man. I think the director said something along the lines of they, they parts of the CGI they did intentionally so that you could see how it would look from. Barry's perspective when he's running through the speech wars, which is Makes sense. which is a valid reason. I and I feel like I want to believe him. <laughs> You're saying there's cap. I think there's some cap there, bro. I think there's some cap there. <laughs> I'm assuming there's some cap there, bro. But um, overall, overall, uh, let's give a let's give a review of the film. Unless there's anything else you want to touch upon with it. Um, yes, I want to touch upon just the future. I think oh, cool. of the DC and obviously we know that it ended and sorry Carl for spoiling this okay but um, obviously it ended with uh, George Clooney you know being Batman you know at the end oh the ending of course how can we not talk about George Clooney's cameo do you think yeah. that's the case look man they tried to explain it right and I think this is how I explained it to my friend yesterday which I think obviously this is this is all us just guys just you know spitballing things and it's not confirmed stuff but I think that uh, James Gunn used the fact that you know how but when Barry was explaining to Aquaman and he was saying to him like what he realised he was speaking in the past tense mm-hmm. which is super interesting right he said he said that I saw various Batmans and there was a different Batman on this earth do you know what I'm saying he, he spoke in past tense so so while I'm about to say this, he might have already fixed it and Ben Affleck is back, right? Because he he was speaking very much in, in, in the past tense. Now, if we ignore that, right? What I think James Gunn done, I think he used it. I think he used Clooney as an excuse as to why Affleck is no longer here. Because what Barry explains to Aquaman is, oh, like other people have different versions of themselves, but it's the same uh, physical face same same people right? right but it's just different personalities within different different universes whereas what he's found is that there's multiple different Batmans in multiple different universes so not so where where like some people might look for same in every universe some people might have a parallel universe where they don't look for same you know what okay. I'm saying okay and where they are physically different and, ha- and have various different parts to their story <clears> you know um, and that's what he was trying to explain to a- Aquaman while he was drunk Obviously, he didn't spend it too much but he was giving little you know, tidbits I think Gunn just used that as a as a bit to you be think like, Gun- this is why this is why Affleck is no longer here no more you think Gunn had uh, you'd assume he did you think he had his touches on this on this film I think the last act was all him and, and I think when he came back, one thing I've learned about him is a liar. He's a liar. Talk to me. Best comic comic book superhero film ever. You're a liar. Yeah, yeah. You're a liar. Yeah. yeah. He's a liar. He lies to me. And I, I never believed him anyway. So it's did like, you hear about the three alternative endings that, that they shot? No. 
I'm gonna read it out to you. Yeah? I saved it, so don't worry, it's right here. Um, cool. So the first ending that they shot was Keaton's Batman and Callie's uh, uh, su a Supergirl were going to be at the courthouse with his dad. Okay. Second one was Callie's Supergirl, Cavill's Superman, and Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. Again, Keaton's cover. Batman were all going to be at the courthouse. Again, she did that cameo was so unnecessary. For me. Although that, there was a funny scene with her with the the thing of truth, and then that's uh, the truth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Barry's like, oh, I'm a virgin, and and then uh, Batman was like, oh, you know, so much trauma for another. Like, yeah, <laughs> a really good scene. Like yeah, that. and she obviously, obviously, guys, we know in it that Affleck and Gal Gadot shot way more scenes for this film and they just didn't make the cut and Gal Gadot featuring in Shazam and featuring in this now okay we are now like I think she signed a new contract okay. you know, to be uh, there was no reason to put her in two cameos without her wanting to do so you know what I'm saying okay like it, it, even even if she shot that even if she shot that previously it doesn't matter like I, I just think like Gunn wouldn't have put her in if he wasn't in her plans. Just like how how Henry Cavill, we, we, we didn't see his face unless it was in the, in the Speed Force, you know? Um, so yeah, that's the second ending. Evan, the third ending was the one that we currently saw in, in cinemas. Uh, I, I think that ending was was the right way to go about it. Although <laughs> I was listening to another podcast and they said, well, didn't like Barry's dad check out at the counter before he like paid for his tomatoes? Just a matter of thing like... Uh, a small plot hole was just like, well, surely would have been seen elsewhere in the uh, in the store, in the store, other than that one spot, which could have proved his innocence. And then the kind of like, well, I think he went back in time and ended up changing the camera, right? No, he didn't. Did, I, what, mis this, did I misread that? This is what, yeah, no, no, no. You you read it right because I saw people miss the miss and uh, reporting that all this morning. It wasn't that he moved the camera; he moved the tomatoes to the top shelf. That's what he'd done. Okay. So we had to look up to grab the tomato. Okay. Um, he, he obviously he's super fast, so he just moved everything. He just swapped the shelves over. Okay, cool. Basically, uh, and for some reason, people just kept saying that he that he moved the camera. That makes that makes no sense. He, even if he moved the camera, he still wouldn't see his face because he's looking down, okay, and cool. and the camera's up there. Right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying? But he moved the 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 tomatoes. <laughs> cool. Let's give a let's give a rating for the Flash. Um, I'm sure uh, Stephen King and Tom Cruise will be disappointed to hear that we didn't think it's the best movie ever. Looking forward to Mission Impossible next month, though. Um, Me too. I I gave this a low seven out of ten. Oh my god. Okay, we might have the same score here. Um, I didn't think it was. I've seen some reviews for it. It's like you know three out of five. I I I, I thought it was a good film. I thought it had this. I thought, I thought it was a good. Film. It, was, it was funny, you know. Good action. Good action. Good acting from most of the characters. The yeah. plot. The plot. The, the plot was, the, listen. The plot for a film was, was good. For a homage to a to a comic book, wasn't fantastic for me. Okay. What's your rating? Seven two. Yeah, I'm like a seven point zero one point three. <laughs> I'm like a low. I'm on the low scale of seven, but I enjoyed. I had a good time, and I'll, I'll probably watch it again. I'd probably watch oh, it again. same. I, I, I definitely watch it again. And uh, uh, I'm, it's made me look forward to Aquaman at the, at the end of the year and BB and that kind of stuff. Oh. Look, I, I, do, do you know what I love about the DCU? The casting's brilliant. I, I think everybody w w was casted fantastically. I, I Jason Momoa, you can't really, you can't go wrong with his yeah. acting skills. And he's funny and he's, he's lit. I don't know, man. Yeah, he's it's very... like, I've always been hopeful for, for DC and you, and you know that, so. 
Okay, well, that's the Postgraduate Scene podcast today. We have given you a Black Mirror overview. Yep. <coughs> Excuse me. And we've also given you a Flash review. We've got a lot of content coming out recently. We, uh, Jason and Hus recently interviewed Letitia Wright for Surrounded. So you can check that out on our last episode. This episode should be coming out. ASAP. Yeah, very, Wait, very soon. Coming out Next week, Friday. Friday. So Friday. Week of the 19th, guys. You'll see. Um, that should be coming out soon. We've also got a lot of content coming out on our socials. We've got a lot of TikToks and Instagrams and social cuts for you guys. So engage, follow, give us a like, give us a give us your love, man. And we'll try and give you as much great content as possible. That's the post-credit scene podcast, which is a 14 HQ original. Shout out to producer Carl in the building. Uh, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna do any uh, insults towards your time skills today. Um uh thank you all for joining me. Post-credit scene boys, over and out. Let's go, baby. This is a post-credit scene podcast brought to you by 14HQ.